Welcome to Pleasant Grove Church, where Reverend Dr. Classy M. Preston is the pastor. A place where the Word of God impacts and transforms your life. Let's listen to a power-packed message already in progress. Speak over yourself. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you, Father. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the privilege of worship. We thank you for life, O oh God, and we thank you for dwelling within us. And we thank you, dear God, for giving us the courage and the knowledge and wisdom to speak over ourselves. We just ask, oh God, that you continue to bless our worship experience. We bind the enemy and anything that will come against us in the name of Jesus. And Father, we declare right now that all who are struggling will be willing to speak over themselves right now in the name of Jesus, claiming victory from whatever storm we might be in, oh God. You're such an awesome and mighty God. And we give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory, because there's nobody like you, O oh God. So we bless your holy name. As we move forward in worship, let the church say amen. Speak over yourself. That's good theology. Sometimes we're looking for others to do for us what we can do for ourselves. Because if you know Jesus, you can speak for yourself. <laughs> if you know Jesus and you are in relationship with Jesus, you know what word to speak over yourself. Hallelujah. Can I get a witness? Has anybody ever just laid hands on themselves? Oh, I thank you, God. I thank you, God. In John chapter 6, my pericope is, will cover verses 16 and 21 highlighting verse number 20. But he said to them, it is I, do not be afraid. And my sermon title is A Voice of Comfort in a Storm. Anybody in a storm? Anybody in a storm? The dictionary says that a storm is a rushing, raging of violent agitation. 
a file of wind. That's a storm of wind is correct language as the proper sense of the word is rushing violence. It is primarily no references to a fall of rain. A storm, a violent assault on a fortified place. We have lived through hurricanes, tornadoes, and we all know what a storm looks like. In North Carolina, you can tell when a storm is coming because everybody, almost everybody, is in the grocery store <laughs> buying all the bread. I don't know what bread has to do with comfort during the storm, but our behavior would suggest that it gives us some type of comfort during the storm. Can I get a witness? Storm can be an affliction, a calamity. Storm can be a noun or a verb, Deacon Cherie. It's to assault, to attack, an attempt to take by scaling the walls. It's to raise a tempest that blow with violence. So storms relate to all of us. What I have discovered is that there are different types of storms. And there are storms beyond the weather. COVID is a storm that we're all moving through. And it's a storm that we have to claim victory in the name of Jesus. For some virtual learning and our children feel that they're in a storm because education has changed. Parents are worn out. Families are tired. Everybody wants to go on vacation and leave home. We are in a storm. Cancer is a storm. MS is a storm. Racism is a storm. Family dysfunction is a storm. Dementia is a storm. Hunger is a storm. Anxiety is a storm. Oppression is a storm. Divorce, separation is a storm. But I concluded that we must stand through our rainy moments and keep our eyes on Jesus. And what's happening here in our text is that the disciples find themselves in a storm. Remember last week there were the 5,000 plus, some people said there were even 20,000 people to feed. And you remember it was Philip who said, we can't afford this. And remember, it was Philip who said, I don't know how we're going to do this. And then it was Andrew says, I don't know the answer, but there's a boy over there, and he has what, five loaves, two fish? I don't know what all of that means. I bring that up because the disciples had been spending time with Jesus, Brother Rod, but the disciples did not speak with authority and confidence. The disciples were, and this was the inner circle of Jesus, they were constantly reminding him of what could not be done. Can you imagine the being in the presence of Jesus and you have the opportunity for a miracle and all you can think about is what will not happen because of human limitations? And some of us are just like that now. We are looking at our situation from a human perspective but we need to live through a spiritual perspective. And sometimes I hear people complain about the same thing over and over again. And we ought to have enough faith every now and then to speak over ourselves and speak over our situation. Why don't we practice that a minute? You ever, you ever stood, just stand up and speak over yourself and the situation that you're in right now. Speak over yourself that you have already been delivered through the, oh, that was not good enough. You got to speak over yourself. And what you got to do is claim victory in the name of Jesus. There's nothing worse than a so-called disciple of Jesus Christ 
who does not have the spiritual authority to speak over themselves. Speak over your house. Speak over your husband. Speak over your wife. Speak over your children. Speak over your friends. Speak over your family in authority in the name of Jesus. You don't need to pay a psychiatrist $200 for that. I can tell you that. All you got to do is speak over yourself and your situation in the name of Jesus. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. The church would grow if church folk would start looking like we have some power. Because people don't want to come where there is no power. So if we start speaking over ourselves and our situations, maybe we can encourage, maybe we can encourage someone to give their life to the Lord. When I was in seminary, I read a book, and I'm sure you've heard about it, that had great impact on me. The book was called Pastor Joseph Preaching Through a Storm. H. Beecher Hicks, a phenomenal pastor and preacher, in this book was preaching about a storm that the church was going through. You see, the church has storms also. The church has hurricanes and tornadoes, and the, the, the church has mudslides, and, and the church has conditions at times that are not favorable to the life of the church, and Jesus had to speak over that situation. But what H. Beecher Hicks said is that you are either in a storm, you heard me, you're either in a storm, you're coming out, are you going in? There is no other way around it. So if I surveyed you right now, some of you would say I'm in a storm. Some will say that I am coming in and others are moving out. So what I'm saying to you is storms are a part of life. And if you're going to live, you better be prepared to get through your storm. And what the text is telling us is that Jesus had fed the people. He had gone back to the mountain to get some rest. And the disciples, Dick and Shireen, were on their way back. The Bible says that when evening came, his disciples went down to the sea, got into a boat, and started across the sea to Capernaum. It was now dark, and Jesus had not yet come to them. And the sea became rough because of a strong wind. Ever get off guard and you realize a strong wind is coming and you're not prepared? But we learned that there was a fearful group of disciples in the boat who were not with Jesus. They couldn't see Jesus, but they didn't realize that no matter where we go, if you belong to Jesus, Jesus is always with you. I find the disciples fascinating because we critique them, but we never critique ourselves. How brave are you in the midst of a storm? It's not as if they depleted a rock to go across the lake because they were tired of waiting for Jesus. Rather, they were following his instructions. Another lesson we learned, Danny, is that following the instructions of Jesus might lead you into a storm. But if the Lord allows you to go into a storm, the Lord will bring you through the storm. Hallelujah. The Sea of Galilee is like a bowl surrounded by mountains and winds. And winds whip across suddenly from those heights and cause severe weather on the sea. And disciples, it is said, were three or four miles out to sea when the storm came. And this time they didn't have Jesus with them. So they thought that Jesus was not with them. 
And in a previous account of a storm, storm threatening the disciples and their boat, sometimes we have to experience wind and rain to get where God wants us to go. Sometimes, church, we have to experience a little, little bit of a storm so that we can do the job that God has called us to do. So Jesus was not physically there, and the disciples became unnerved. And they were afraid, and there they were, and it was dark, and they were not really secure. And the disciples were wondering, where is Jesus? Jesus said that I am the resurrection. Jesus said that I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the door of the sheep. I am the resurrection. I am the good shepherd. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Why can't we accept that? And the word of God says that the disciples became weary and they were worried. I used the Exodus text and went back to that because I want you to see the consistency of God's word. Is that Moses, the book of Exodus, God had to introduce himself and just tell him that I am sent you. Can you imagine going somewhere and just say, I am sent me. I am sent me. Open the door and let me in. I am sent me. Hallelujah. You got to know what Jesus sounds like and looks like when you're in the dark. And we all need to have our love language with Jesus so that we know the sound of his voice. Do you know when you're talking to Jesus? Do you know when you're talking to the enemy? Do you know when you're talking and you're fighting the enemy and the Lord is nowhere around? You see, in order for us to get through the storms of life, we have to know what the voice sounds like. And sometimes our lives are derailed because the enemy gets our attention telling us what we cannot do, what we cannot have, and we need the voice of Jesus to tell us and remind us who we are, where we're going, and that he is with us until we get to the other side. This miracle is recorded in Matthew, Mark, and John, but not Luke. So Jesus has walked on the water. Jesus has done all of these things. He's fed the multitude. But the word of God says that Jesus showed up in the boat. And when Jesus showed up, they realized that they had gone to the extreme and that they were so afraid. So church, what I want to remind you of today is that whatever your situation is, you need to call on the name of Jesus. And sometimes it appears that our lives are, we're in darkness and there's no way out. But I stand here today to tell you that God will get you through any battle. And I'm telling you that God will get you through any storm. Can I get a witness? You see, the enemy's job is to remind us of our shortcomings where the spirit and the voice of Jesus Christ said, I've already conquered that, move on. I've already overcome the world, move on. I have already shut your enemy down, move on. I have already silenced the people who hate you, move on. I have already taken reign in your life. I am the supreme one, move on. Stop living in darkness. Don't you think it's time we stop living in darkness? Don't you think it's time we start living in the marvelous light? Isaiah 8.1 says, Then the Lord said to me, Take a large tablet and write it on the common characters. Psalm 149.1, Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. 
his praise in the assembly of the godly. When we come into worship, we're coming in from a dark world. There's a heaviness in here right now. I don't know what it is, but I know that I need to remind you that whatever it is, that God is able to take care of it. We're in worship, and you should be praising God. I should be praising God, Alex, for the darkness I've been in, but he gave me the common sense to get out of the darkness and move into the marvelous life. I don't know what your darkness looks like, but I know what mine looks like. I know when it shows up, Kelly. I know what size it is. I know how tall it is. I know the complexion. I know everything. And I know when the enemy is after me, but thanks be to God. I can encourage myself and speak a word of encouragement to myself. My mother is here, and we've been having a great time. My mother and I haven't gone shopping for 50 years. And yesterday, we went shopping. I said, Mama, we got 30 minutes, 10 minutes of grace. She said, okay. She went along with everything. And then she started liking things, Kelly, and trying them on. And she said, oh, I like this, and I like that. What do you think? I said, Mama, you want it. You can have it. But it was something about her voice that caught my attention. It was something about hearing the joy in my mother's voice that helped me to realize that here is this woman who 70 years ago gave me birth, who has a voice like no other. And what I'm saying is that if you know your mother's voice and you know the voice of the woman who gave you birth, you have power because that's where your confidence flows. Isn't it wonderful to have someone tell you all the things about you that you probably don't want to hear? Don't you think it's wonderful that God gives us voices in our lives so that we will have comfort? She said to me that I've never seen a church like Pleasant Grove. I, I've never seen people like this before. Are they always this kind? Are they always this sweet? I said, yep, Mama, for as I know. But my point is, is that her voice was a blessing to me. Her voice gave comfort to me. I don't know where your comfort zone is, but I'm telling you that the voice of God will raise you up from any situation. We heard of a tragedy yesterday. A family in our church lost a loved one just yesterday. And as I was praying with the family, I asked them, would they please give the Lord a chance to comfort them? Because I don't understand how people make it through life without God. And when your world falls apart, and believe me, at some point your world will fall apart. Because part of life is going through trials and tribulations. But the Bible says that you will go through trials and tribulations, but God will show us how. And the Lord is saying that we need to study and meditate on God's word so we can speak over ourselves, claim the scripture that raises us up so that we can be all that we can be in Jesus Christ. You ever been in a storm? You ever been in a storm that was so dark you couldn't see your way? You ever been in a storm and the storm clouds were coming and the darkness and you could hear the rain and you didn't, and, and you, and you didn't have the courage to speak up? I'll never forget the hurricane that was here in, I believe it was 1996. And uh, Deacon Jay and I were trying to figure out, are we going to go to bed? Are we going to wait up? 
Oh, we're gonna, we have all our supplies. We have our emergency kit. We're all ready to go. The flashlight is working. So after a while, the storm just kept beating the windows of the house that we could hear. We said, well, we might as well say our prayers and go to bed. We said our prayers, went to bed, and all of a sudden, we heard a fall. And a large tree had fallen over our entire deck and wiped it out only inches away from the house itself. But I thank God for having the courage to go to bed. I thank God for having the courage and faith in God that my faith is not tied to a storm, but my faith and my life are tied to a risen Savior who has already set me free by his blood. So I can stand up to my storm. I didn't say that you could not get ready but you can stand up to the storm when you have gotten yourself ready and that you are ready to fight back in the name of Jesus. I love the reading in, I, in Psalm number 107 that says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good and his love endures forever. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love. Human beings do not have necessarily an unfailing love. There are people we loved yesterday we might not love today. We're not consistent with love. See, love is constant. Love is consistent. Love is not moody. Love is not convenient. Love is not about what you think. Love is not about when I get to it. Love is constant. And we need to give to those around us the quality of love that Jesus has already given us. That's why I preached about leftovers last week. Because leftovers are not good enough in the kingdom of God. The church is in a storm, and it's one that bothers me. It's not about physical structure. But one of the things that I've noticed is that our view of the church and our value of the church has diminished because of our materialistic dark world that we live in. And one of the things that I pray about constantly is that we have two generations that are not interested in the church. We have two generations not interested in what goes on in the life of the church. And that reminds me that we have to keep preaching, keep teaching, keep praying, because sometimes we don't know what we need ourselves. Somebody has to speak over us. Who spoke over you? How did you get here? Was it Amtrak or your grandmother? I don't care where the airline takes you. If, you. if you're going to darkness, it doesn't matter because there is no life without Jesus. There is no light without Jesus. So we need to pray for those who do not have the courage to pray for themselves. And the word of God said that disciples were all stirred up. And also one of the things I thought about in this text is that all of us are in a boat right now. All of us are in a boat right now. We need to name our boat, and we need to lay hands on ourselves to come across to the other side. We need to be capable and able to pray our way through. I love the song that says, I ain't going to let nobody turn me around. I'm not going to let anybody change my mind. I'm not going to let anybody turn me from the Lord. I'm not going to let anybody discourage me. I'm not going to allow the world to make me feel inferior when I serve a superior God. And I was created by a superior God. So if we're anything like God, 
then why would we be deceived? Why would we be in darkness when God, our creator, says that I am? You need some joy? I am. You need some peace? I am. You need some love? I am. You need to get rid of your anxiety? I am. You suffer with depression? I am. Your children crazy? I am. Your spouse mixed up? I am. I have no money? I am. I have no job? I am. I don't have benefits? I am. I don't have any money in a savings account? I am. Don't have shoes to wear, but I am. My clothes are old and raggedy, but I am. My relatives are crazy, but I am. My family's dysfunctional, but I am. I am. I am. I am. I am. So God says, speak to me in your darkest hour. Speak to me when there's nobody around. Speak to me when the load gets heavy. Speak to me when you have nothing left. Speak to me when your body is racked with pain. Speak to me. Because there's no peace around. I am, I am, I am, I am, I am. So the Lord is saying, I am what you need me to be. When you need me to be it. I am on duty at all times. There are no shifts with Jesus. Anytime you check in, the Lord is available. Anytime you call on his name, he will answer you. Anytime you're brave enough to say, I can't take it anymore, oh Lord. I can't do it anymore, oh Lord. The great I am, the great I am will deliver. The great I am will answer. The great I am will give you the comfort you need to be all you can be in Jesus Christ. We thank God that the word lifts us up. And we thank God for the privilege of worship. We thank God that in the midst of trials and tribulations that we can call on the great I am who loves me just as I am. What a friend. What a friend. We have in Jesus. Oh, what a friend. Oh, my God. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a friend we have in the great I am. May you be delivered. May you find the voice of comfort. May you stand strong in your boat. And may you stand strong in the midnight hour, knowing God is always with us. God is always with us. Let's give God some praise. Hallelujah. Always. Oh, yes. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you. Oh, I bless your holy name, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Oh, the blood of Jesus.
right now, you might be going through that storm right now. You might be going through a storm that you've never seen before. But you do have your Lord and Savior who can lead God and direct your footsteps. A Lord and Savior that can provide you comfort, peace, and joy. And all you need to do is admit that you are a sinner. You also have to say you believe that Jesus died for your sins and rose on that third day. And just so you do is confess that Jesus is Lord in your life. And when you do those three things, you will be saved. So wherever you are in the sound of my voice, if you believe that, truly believe those things, you're saved. And I want you to go ahead and go to our website. Go to our website and send in a prayer request and write salvation as a title. And we will pray for you and set you on a path of righteousness and delivery and show you how God can work in your life and that you can have that power that our pastor talked about. Amen. So if anyone in the sound of our voice was ready today to give their life to our Lord and Savior, to Jesus Christ, it's your time. It's your time on today. Amen. Because what? He will never lose his power. Blood of Jesus. Thank you again.